Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always to discuss all things Italian, all things cycling and all things amazing is my good friend Sarah. How are you Sarah? Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm 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 in that kind of zero obsessive compulsive phase where <laughs> you know I work really hard in the office and then I kind of run home to watch the Giro and and then watch it all night and then yeah, get up yeah. next day and do it all over again. <laughs> well, and I've got that I've got that kind of thing going on where because of the timing of the race, I'm actually if I stay up a little bit, I I kind of can follow on Twitter and see what's happened, but then I, you know, cuz I do like getting paid, have to go to sleep before the video highlights come out. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a weird cycle, but it's kind of awesome at the same time. And also, it's the Giro, so it's just great, basically. Oh, yeah, I mean, if anyone's new to the Giro, Giro Rossa, it's the only women's grand tour um, that's allowed in the World Cycling Calendar. Most, all races are pretty much um, limited by the UCI to only seven days. There's one or two that are eight days, but they don't count. They're not particularly good races. Ah! <laughs> Um, and uh, but you know this is the only one, and it's it's also kind of the only one that kind of even vaguely goes near mountains, um, because for some reason when when we lost a lot of races a couple of years ago, there used to be three Grand Tours. Now there's only one. We lost them in the mountains. Um, yeah. But so the Giro happens every year at this time of year. It's an enormous race with like you know every town bedecked in pink balloons, uh, an hour every night on mainstream um, you know mainstream Italian television highlights. Uh, this is the race. This is one of those races that every single rider wants to win. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's it's everything that the, the Tour de France is, you know, to, to men's cycling. But it's, it's also, um, you know, one of those races that in the pantheon of women's cycling gets so much more attention than that just because, as Sarah points out, it's got that mainstream media coverage. It's It's got the um, added importance of there not being other races like it and it's got actual fucking mountains and yeah i mean yeah as our friend jens would say um it kind of does benefit from being the women's zero so it has and jens is right i mean one of the problems is because there's only one mountain race this year they they try and mix it up a little bit so some years it's like so 2014 for example it could only have been won by a super climber yeah Hmm. um in last year there were three map three proper mountain stages this year there's not really that there's not as many mountain stages and i do get um jens's point that he would have liked some more mountains but it, it's complicated because i think they basically aim to have a different rider win it every time um, well, that was a little bit of a yeah. problem when mariana voss was racing it but you know voss isn't here this year but um yeah, yeah. But it is it's absolutely and particularly then also when you're constrained with 10 days it's hard to get the mix of enough of the right kinds of stages um to to because part of what you want obviously is to keep the race close enough that it's competitive and interesting and you know, to have those occasional upsets, you know, you want the possibility of, I don't know, let's say, uh, you know, Anna van der Bregen has an amazing time trial or, or whatever and seizes the lead. You want there to be the realistic chance that that might change the overall. It could. Um, at the same time, you want your mountains to be hard and climby and spectacular. And so you're catering, you're trying to cater to two very different kinds of riders. And then, you know, you add in your sprints and whatever else, but you've only got yeah. 10 stages to try and fit it all in. So it's a challenge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's a really, really 
exciting race. There's so much to love about it. And, and you know, and they do try and get, I mean, because especially the, the Italians, you know, uh, traditionally have been um, successful in sprinting. Of course, you can't leave out the sprint stages. Although, as we'll say, what you call a sprint stage doesn't necessarily turn out to be a sprint stage <laughs> because this is the women's peloton. And it's been quite funny because when we left you uh, last week, we talked about the prologue and we talked about stage one. Yeah, and stage yeah. one was one of those ones which should have been... <laughs> You know, like technically it should have been a breakaway stage, but it was won by a bunch of sprints. Ah, bugger. So, you know, there's a lot of that going on as well. So when you look at it and go, this is what should happen. It's not necessarily what does happen. Yeah. So, yeah, which 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 has a certain excitement and Dan's favourite stage ever where, you know, for example, one of the sprint, sprint stages where Tiffany Cromwell won from a 100 kilometre breakaway. Mm-hmm. Well, so you know. Partly- you, you, I, it, I, to be fair, it basically ticks all of my favourite boxes, which um, are, you know, an Australian performing very well. You know, that's a good thing. Um, at a stage that the, the ultimate victory is just, it, it, it's born of an epic story. And C, and perhaps most importantly, it's actually so epic, it's basically a little bit stupid or crazy. Crazy is probably a better yeah. word. Like, it's well, it's just batshit insane. Like, someone goes in a solo break for over 100 kilometres. That's, that's you yeah. what now? <laughs> and she um and she got um I think she got like nine minutes lead at one point because the the, the the other beautiful thing about it which I really enjoy was like the other teams behind her going you chase now nah, it's your job to chase now nah, I'm not chasing and then fuck we have to chase <laughs> exactly Oops, did oh, the I love wrong. That. holy shit need to chase fuck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Especially when she stuff. became the um, virtual leader on the road, you know, the yeah, kind of yeah. oh god, yeah, yeah we've got to get this back. Yeah, so we... you know, this said it. Yeah, kind of got the posturing wrong there. Yeah, shit. We we were all playing chicken with each other, and it turns out we should have been playing chicken with Tiff. Yeah, and, and there, are, there are loads of good stories like that about the Giro. It's one of those races. I mean, my favourite, favourite. So that's Dan's favourite stage, I think. Um, my favourite stage was the t- one where Mariana Voss, in her first Giro that she won, um, had been climbing. I, I, and I know I say this all the time, so I apologise if you go, oh, here we go again, Sarah. But there'd been a climbing stage where she was like a minute, a minute and a half behind this group of elite climbers at the top of the um climb but because of her amazing descent was something like two two and a half minutes ahead at the bottom and that's pretty much what won her the giro and yeah. those you know they're all this and like last year where you know poor emma pooley have on stage one had this massive nosebleed and was like riding around mm. with her with her shirt covered in blood and, and blood dripping down her face and she couldn't breathe because you know every time she tried to breathe she was breathing blood and awful and then she came back and won the three mountain stages in three different ways and it was so beautiful it really was that was yeah yeah it was excellent just excellent and you know and i think that's part of what makes it so exciting too is because you know they try the the race organizers try to create that mix of different kinds of stages and stuff you do wind up with what you want from a grand tour which is lots of different cycling stories and lots of different things happening in different ways of things happening and and quite a few surprises and you yeah. know so for those of us who were who were with us last week you know the the prologue and stage one had already taken place um and so now we've basically got a full week of of awesome awesome cycling to catch up yeah on. and stage one had already started with one of those stories which was barbara Grishi, um you know winning the winning stage one in a in and just you know her it's been such a long time coming type type tweets and response to it with that amazing yeah. passionate 
super excited win. So yeah, it was so so we've already got our, our Giro history, but we're going to get some more. Oh, and are we going to get some more? What a hell of a <sighs> week. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> So stage two started. Uh, it was a cl- kind of classic, style, classic style sh- stage, and it's um, it had you know lots of kind of short, sharp climbs and descents. And after an early breakaway, there are two riders out ahead: um, Flavia Oliveira, 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 sorry, Flavia Parks and Carly Taylor. Uh, Flavia is a Brazilian rider racing for. Um, Ali Cipollini. Um, Carly Taylor is an Australian racing for Lotto Sudal. And I have to mm. say, Carly, last year it was Peter Mullins who was the happiest and smiliest and most friendly rider at any race. This year it's Carly. <laughs> okay. Well, um, and and just as a quick side note, Sarah's got a really cool interview with Carly um, on our site, prowomencycling.com, uh, <laughs> which talks about a whole bunch of stuff, including this stage where Carly um, briefly tried out an alternate career in circus acrobatics, and um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it delivered all sorts of action. Yeah, so there's so basically you have Carly and Oliveira, um, Flavia out solo, and then you ended up with a very small with a small group chasing them, and this small group is basically was basically um, I was talking to um, Billy Crane, who's um, awesome, awesome guy, um, who you might know as Mister Megan Guarnier, um, and he was saying. That's the GC right there. Because in this small chasing group, you had um, Anna van der Breggen from Rabobank uh, with her teammates, Katarja and Kashin Nyodoma. You had uh, Ashley Milman Pasio from South Africa, you had um, from Biglatine. Yep. You had Caroline Canuel of Velocio Sram who joined them. Um, Evelyn Stevens and, and Megan Guarnier from uh, Bowles, from Bowles Dolmans. Um, and uh, Elisa, oh, I said Elisa Longo Borghini, Mara Abbott from Wiggle Honda. Honda. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's, 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 so, you know, that's pretty much. So there's a couple of big names missing from that, which was fascinating because, you know, your people like um, Rossella Ratto, for example, mm. um, Claudia Lichtenberg, uh, Pauline Fran Prevot, and, and Alina Amielusic, all sorts of big names yeah, you'd think yeah. to see who would be there weren't there. Mm-hmm. And what had happened? was over the climbs and descents, this group had changed its composition because there'd been riders who'd been, you know, as they went over the climb, you know, there'd be this one group at the top of it. On the descent, other riders would be caught up and other riders would be dropped. So you kind of ended up with this kind of fluid front group, but with these big favourites. And you're like, hang on a minute, you know, a couple of minutes behind are some other big GC favourites. So fascinating. So all was going well for Oliveira and, and Carly Taylor until Carly did think that she could fly. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, correct me if I'm wrong because you've actually spoken to Carly, but um, basically she was coming around a, a sweeping corner and pretty much sort of just got the line wrong and, and wound yeah. up hitting the barrier. Yeah, she thought it was a, more sweeping than it was, but she didn't just hit the barrier, she hit the barrier. And then, and then flew over a fence. Yeah, flew and flew down, over the down, barrier down, and over the fence. And I mean, she basically did a schleck, um, or, but without the added safety net of a giant pond or canal or whatever at the bottom. So she, I maze it's the kind of thing that when like luckily you know when you see the video, if we'd have seen that video live, we'd have been like, holy shit, yeah, she's dead. Yeah, yeah, you should be like, like oh fuck, yeah, and you know you you. 
imagine the possibility of her, you know, climbing back to the top with a, a fence post sticking out of her or something. Yeah, or not climbing back to the top, and you know, yeah, anyway. Yeah. But she climbs back and gets on a bike and carries on. <laughs> and and carries on. And then, after the stage, I'm sorry, I'm probably jumping ahead a bit, but start tweeting fucking jokes about it. <laughs> she started tweeting, and the best bit was she tweeted, she tweeted a little Instagram video of herself watching the stage with people in the in the uh, in in the team. Yeah, yeah, here it comes, here it comes. Fuck, look at that. And she said, yeah, her dad kind of was on the phone to her going, Carly, I'm very disappointed that you swore. <laughs> Dads. <laughs> well, but also, this Carly, kind of breaks a, my, breaks my impression of Australian. Yeah, exactly. As a non-related Australian, I'm really fucking proud that you swore. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, there were various other crashes. Sabrina Stoltians had been up in that front group, lovely Sabrina Stoltians, and had crashed to a uh, crash two on a corner and um but she couldn't get a replacement bike in time yeah. so she that was her out of it um and it's it's kind of like yeah and, and also you know Meg, uh, mara abbott crashed and kind of chased back so you've got this and then they catch Oliveira, they drop Oliveira, and then they come into the finish line and they start doing this amazing attacking amazing finish just just you know riders are going off and attacking off the front but especially Evelyn Stevens about a kilometer to go just you know well maybe two kilometers to go just put in this enormous attack which was great it's like yeah this is this is classic breakaway tactics yeah. there's there's Megan sitting behind you know sitting in the group attack attack don't attack what do you do marvelous they chased her down came to a sprint and started Starting her sprint quite late, Megan Guarnier winning, um, second Anna van der Breggen, third Ashley Mullen. Awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, so that was sta- that was stage two, and that's Megan Guarnier in the pink jersey, and it's been a really weird year for Megan because she started off winning um, the Strade Bianche, yeah, um, down yeah, yeah. favorite race. Um, and then she had a big crash, like with with concussion, that that meant um, in one of the Drensfer races that meant that she couldn't really contest most of the Spring Classics, which yeah. she was gutted about because she's a very good classics rider, and you know she basically missed most of the World Cups. Yeah. She came back for Flesh Wallon and came third. Not she a then, shabby result. Not a shabby result at all. She then has been riding the USA, where she where, yeah. where she became the USA national champion. Yep. yep. And yeah, and she did really well in the Macamimbera. And she's come back to win this. I mean, God, she's having this fantastic year. Exactly. Just Just an amazing, amazing season for her, which is really cool. Yeah, but especially with that injury in the middle of it. I know. It's. I mean, usually, uh, well, maybe not usually, but often with that sort of a disruption to a season. And it's not necessarily like lingering issues with the injury specifically, but just, you know, athletes, writers plan their goals for the year so carefully that you know they're trying to peak at different times and stuff and a a disruption like that can throw the whole thing out so um it's amazing that she's you know bouncing back in in such style it's great yeah so that sets up basically that sets up the gt because the other thing you have to remember dear listener is that the Giro has bonifications. If you don't know what bonifications are, basically they're extra seconds that are taken off your overall time. So your GCs, um, basically all the times it's taking your stage to um, stages to last with the person with the shortest 
um, overall time wins. Yep. But with GC with intermediate bonifications um, at various points and also like 10 seconds off if you win the stage that can really help your GC and as we've said before in the past Mariana Voss has, um, has won that has won the Giro twice with an amount of time that is mostly made up out of bonifications exactly um, it, it is the kind of race where those bonifications can literally you know as you say make that difference between winning and and coming second um, yeah. and, and so they really matter and they do add up, um, and, and riders take that seriously, particularly depending on the type of rider you are, because as we discussed earlier, you know, the nature of the course they they are trying to cover a grand tour kind of course in 10 stages. And so yeah. if you're not a great climber, if you're an okay climber and can stay with a bunch, the 10 seconds you might pick up on the day before or the day after on a flatter stage really matter. Yeah, and we also have the um, ITT stage tomorrow, mm. which everyone, Anna van der Breggen is um, not only a good climber, not only a good classics rider, but she just won the Netherlands National Championships in ITT, beating yep. Ellen van der so you know it's like so everyone like megan she, megan's going to be looking at this and going well you know i'm the rider i'm most worried about in the mountains is mara abbott you know the rider yeah. but, but, but abbott hasn't got so much I mean, abbott hasn't got so much pack skills hasn't got so much um itt skills you know maybe i can out the itt her maybe i can't yeah, yeah. the rider i'm worried another rider i'm worried about is anna van der breggen Anna van der Breggen is a fucking good time trialist. Um, Elisa Longo Borghini has also been a, um, a you know, national, uh, an Italian national ITT champion. Okay, well, if my ITT isn't as good as theirs, where do I try and win? Well, I try and win on these classic style stages where I can drop them, especially Megan has been practicing her descending and is very, very good at this descending attacking. And we saw that on stage two. Her, yeah. her, you know, she, her, the way that she just put the hurt on on the descent was fantastic to watch. So, okay, I'm going to try and drop them on the descents. I'm going to try and attack them because I'm more explosive in these places. I'm going to try and outspin them. I'm going to try to go for bonnies. Yeah? yeah at the yeah. same time, Obviously, you've got Anna van der Breggen going, yep, you know what? I want those bonifications too. Yeah, and at exactly. the same time, you've also got, you know, if you're a team where, where actually you've got, you know, when your, your big GC boss is a, um, you know, is a, is a good climber. Well, actually, maybe I can try and get those bonifications so that no one else can. Yeah, exactly. You scoop them up and, and protect our um, overall GC rider by yeah. making sure no one else gets them. So, for example, for someone like when you've got, like, for example, Elisa Longo Borghini and um, uh, Mara Abbott, mm. um, I, I don't think that there's one leader in that team. I think that they're basically playing it with two possible chances there. But if Elisa picks up the intermediate, picks up immediate and finish sprint bonnies, then that stops other riders getting them. Yeah. And, you know, Mara, and more importantly, it helps her get ahead. So, yeah. Exactly. So it's very. Very exciting. And very tactical, you know, and and it does come down to that, you know, and it's part of what makes racing great is that, you know, there's so many factors like this that teams and riders need to be aware of on the road in real time. So, yeah. 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 You you can't, like, you know, you've got to always be calculating this. Can we let her go? Can we not Mm. let her go? Yeah. Who do we choose? What do we do? Yeah, so there was a f- other thing I loved after stage two was the photo Lotto Sudal put up because Andre Greipel had won in the Tour de France and had got the green sprint jersey. Yeah, yeah. Now, over, in, over in the Giro. After she got back on a bike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taylor won the Queen of the Mountains jersey, so they had this picture up going two green jerseys in one day. <laughs> and Which... actually, it was a great great job too because they, they got it so that they both um, – were in a similar pose, like with their left arm up in the air, you know. So it was, yeah, well done, well done. 
Yeah, it was, but it's also, um, Carly, I asked her about that in, in the little audio interview I did with her. And she was like, yeah, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I can't sprint at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. but, you so, know, we we see that every now and then with, um, with you know, eyebrow-raising people getting the climbers jersey and stuff. So, you know, it happens. Yeah, awesome. So, um, stage stage four was one of the sprints. Well, was was on paper one of the sprint stages. Um, pretty much flat. There's a couple of little rises and falls um, and things, but yeah, it was supposed to be for the sprinters. So after a couple of breakaway attempts, we then end up with a break that has um, oh Lucinda Brand um, from uh, from from Rabo Live, uh, Valley Scandalara from Orica AIS, uh, Elena Ciccini, uh from Lotto Sudal, uh, Lauren Roney from Velocio, Miyuka Harad Guevara from Wiggle Honda, Daiva Tuzlati from Impasota Gius Freire, um, Malgazata Jasinska from, uh, from Ale, and Claudia Lichtenberg, oh, and Chiara Pierabon from Top Girls. Um, they basically get up the road and go. Yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting break there because it's got like pretty much. Well, the only big teams not represented up there are Bigler and Bowles Dolmans. Hmm. Actually, that is pretty interesting. I didn't, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So, and there's no one, and there was no, and the other interesting thing about it was that you had, um, you had Claudia Lichtenberg, who's a very, 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 very good climber and had missed the break the day before um, in there. And you also had Lucinda Brand, who'd come second in the prologue and on stage one. Yes. Yeah, which is excellent. Yeah, so yeah, so that was quite an interesting break because and, and there was some really quite funny I love I do love rider blogs where they just kind of make these sort of kind of snarky asides. I think it was in <laughs> Anthony Van Vlerten's blog going, Yeah, we were just there to defend our person. Ashley Mormon. We were fine, we just talked about the shit. But I don't know why Bowles didn't bother chasing. It was Bowles and John Lee and Rossa. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's awesome. And also, actually, like I've enjoyed in um in your Q and A's with writers too, because you know every now and then you do get that answer where you can it's like spot the politically correct answer, like within yeah. within cycling politics. <laughs> and, and it's especially about like people whose whose writers don't work in the break. Yeah. So, for example, a lot of people said after oh, you know Lucinda Brown wasn't working the break, but that's fine because her you know she she her GC leader was behind us. Yeah, and you're like yeah, but it still must burn. <laughs> yeah exactly you know um yeah and not to name names but there was that one great um answer that you got in your q a's that was pretty much exactly that i was pretty sure the break would have stayed away even if lucinda wasn't contributing (laughs) i love that shit i don't know if it's wrong but i love that shit And I really love the fact that riders aren't afraid to do that. I think that was from Scandalara, um, you know, lovely, lovely Valentina. Yeah. And um, actually, while we're talking about her QA, I did also love the dirt that she ditched on her teammates. That's pretty funny, too. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest biceps. You can always trust Valet to dish the dirt. She is awesome. Um, yeah, she's been doing. Yeah, poor Valet. She's been having a bad couple of days. I'm really impressed that she's still in the race because mm. she's um, she's hurt her um, shoulder and it's like quite hard going uphill with yeah. and on massive descents with a hurt shoulder. So heal fast, Valentina. We really love you. Absolutely. So yeah, so so you have this break and they kind of start attacking each other again. 
I love it when they do that. You know, like when there's just like this small group coming into this, coming into, you know, and it's often often when they come into a town yeah. and they're starting into Mantova and they're starting to just like attack each other. People just diving off the front. And they're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, chase, chase. Oh, my God. Just gorgeous. But yeah, um, came down to us, came down, came down to a sprint and, and actually let get away. They got some quite high, high time, but they actually finished one minute and 15 Um ahead of ahead of the bunch and it was won by Lucinda Brand with Valentina Scandalara second and Elena Chibgini in third yeah which is awesome for Elena I mean um so good for Elena her first Giro her first Giro and um was this her first or am I giving stuff yep. away yes yep. yeah first Giro her first yeah. Giro and her first podium yeah yeah so, it was her first so, podium yeah and and I mean and she's been another writer who's been having a great season anyway so yeah yeah, and and you know, and and it's nice to see. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where in that group, like, it's pretty much no one that I'd be unhappy about winning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, there's two riders I don't know so much about, but everyone else I'd be happy to win. But um, yeah, I, I it's also specifically special for Lucinda because she um, she'd come second in the first two stages and she'd won the won the Malia Maglia Rossa for stage three and lost it. Yeah, but she's done so much work for her to you know she's there as a domestique she's done so much work for her teammates like in every you know for Mariano Vos for Annemiek van Vleuten for for that do you remember that beautiful stage um two years ago where they were coming up to a bunch sprint and and Lucinda just attacked through the technical corner section yeah yeah oh that and they had to chase gorgeous. her down and and yeah. And Voss ended up winning and yeah. and yeah and so for Lucinda to win her own stage at last was just Oh, it's just beautiful. You know, it's, it's nice. It's like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm happy that happened. Cool. Good for her. Yeah, I, mean, I do want to know about Lauren because she's she's apparently been kicking herself up and down and left and right and all over the place about uh, about um, coming forth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Ouch. So, yeah, so she's, um, she's like, oh, I messed it up. I messed it up. So, yeah. so I'd I mean, like I can to... understand that. I mean, you know, it's it's got to be one of the hardest parts of, of being the you know a, a writer in terms of that sort of thing because it's it's like yeah i don't you know just the missed opportunities i don't know if that's a fair assessment not missed but you know where you where you just like what if i had done this differently yeah yeah and remember of course she still had you know in that bunch sprint that horrible experience in drenta when drenta Acht were um no yeah no Anyway, one of the Drenzer yeah. races, where someone grabbed her handlebars and took her down. Yeah, you yeah. know, so I can understand why she might not be trusting herself as much as possible in those state in those stages. Yeah. So yeah, so um, the rest of the group comes in at um, at one one minute and fifteen, uh, led by Ali Cipollini's Annalisa Cucinotta winning the stage for the tenth, but with a big group that includes all the GC favourites. So yeah, so um, Claudia Lichtenberg. Uh, managed to kind of get herself back up, you know, get get herself a minute and stuff back. But it's not, you know, it wasn't. It's not like enough to kind of get herself in into the top because she'd actually. I'm just trying to see where she finished on on, on the on the previous stage. She finished way down on the on the previous stage. So, you know, gutted for Cloudy because she really wanted to make time up. But maybe that just means we'll see her win her mountain stage. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, stranger <sighs> things have happened. So, stage four. Stage four. Uh, stage what is this? four, was the last sprint, the last flat stage of this of the race. Yes, yes. Before the the stage that I was gushing over, well, one of the stages I was gushing over last week. You know, stage five. Very excited about that. But stage four first. 
Yeah, stage four was, um, well, it's a weird one. I, when I was reading the stuff, it was chaos. I think my favourite, one of my favourite highlights has been looking at Ballant Hambesser's photos on Psychophoto.uk. Oh, shut up about, oh, God, those are so, ugh, I hate him. Oh, you know, sometimes I look at a photo and before I think whether I like it or not, I just feel like this little gasp in my chest, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's how I feel. I'm so really many of those. It's just, it's disgusting. It's not right. No one should have that many good photos. It's not fair. And some of them literally gave me goosebumps. Yes, yes. Oh, oh the so one, good. the one going into the tunnel, like fuck me. Oh, God. oh, there's one at the end of stage five where there's a rider just standing there in the rain and and the focus. Oh yeah, is... yeah, yeah, and the oh, focus. Yeah. Oh God, that was a great one. Yeah. yeah. I just, they just, I just want to marry his photos. Oh, and, and he's. And a... That's the other thing that we haven't really talked about so far, but I mean, it's been a really fucking hot week too. Um, oh my God! Yes, every day yeah. has been like. Like, as in what I would what I would call actual Australian summer hot, like, you know, yeah, 36 degrees. Like well, Car- Carly said that when the Aussies are complaining about the heat, you know that it's hot. Yeah, yeah. Or when they're comparing it to racing here in our summer, which is essentially yeah. what that's like, but with mountains. Um, yeah, degrees some days. I mean, yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's been crazy hot, and it's been, and that's and so when you're riding a race like this, so first of all, the riders don't because it's the only time they ride a ten a ten day stage. You have to prepare for it differently. You have to go differently, and mm. and it's 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 one of the things Valentina was saying in her in her race report that the thing that because because I've been asking riders for tips for first time Giro riders, you know, yeah. obviously, you know both riders who want to do it in the future and for, you know, people who are riding well, and, for the first time. and for time. advice they're giving to their teammates and stuff too, yeah. Yeah, because I'm really fascinated in that because it's 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 like nothing else. They don't have any other any other touchstones. And I say, yeah, you have to you have to remember that no matter how crap and tired you feel, that everyone else feels like that too. Yeah. So you just have to keep drinking. You have to keep eating. You know that you're not riding as well as, you're, as, well as you could be because of the heat, but you know that it's the same for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and that's... And, and also, tomorrow could be the day that you have your really switched on day. Like it could, you know, tomorrow could the the, the elastic band could snap back, and you could be going great. Yeah, know? and she said yeah. that that was that was what she um that's what she she's kind of saying for herself that yeah. she had to, you know, she 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 didn't know um you know she didn't she didn't know she she she's saying that you know you have to not let yourself say you know I'm tired because. Because you know you, you you cannot tell yourself that you're tired, and and actually you can have a terrible day, and the next day can be great. So mm-hmm. she got her 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 second, her, you know, her her podium, her second place. So yes, it's been violently hot, and so stage four was madly hot. People described it as like a crit in that it's lots and lots and lots and lots of corners, very very fast, chaotic, crazy, but with also each lap being much longer than a crit lap. And it also being very, very hot and it being a full length, you know, two and a half, three hour race. Yeah. yeah. Someone was saying that they actually didn't get a chance to drink all day because it was all corner, 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 fast, fast, you know, and so didn't even have time to drink, which is crazy. Yeah. But the other thing is, so why I started talking about Ballant was Ballant was saying that he, okay, so his plan was because it was laps, there's a couple of laps and then more laps and la la la. I'll take just from my back hotel balcony first and then I'll go and see where they're coming through and so there he goes and he goes and waits in in the place where he knows they're coming through and he waits and he waits and he waits and it turns out that basically the race has added 10 kilometers into the race that no one knows about 
We we joke about this a lot with Italian races, but oh my yeah. god. I mean, we joke about it, but it's actually not fucking funny if you're a rider. No. Because, you know, every rider prepares. You look at the course. You, you, you work out where hazards are. You work out where chances are. And you write it up on a piece of, a piece of tape. And you take that bike to your top tube, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So you, can, so you know from your onboard computer where you are, where your kilometers is. You know where something's coming up. But if you have extra 10 kilometers that no one told the riders about either... And then you've got this thing where people say, yeah, we thought we were 15K to go. And we passed the sign saying 25K to go. I mean, that changes how you approach it. It changes how you do everything. Oh, totally, so totally. It's, it's not, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I laugh about it because I, you know, because, well, you know, you laugh or you cry, don't you, about things like that. But it's, it's, just, it's just chaos, chaos and crazy and chaos and fast. And when you're riding in extreme heat yeah. and when it's hard to get your, you know, hard to get drinks and stuff and it's, a sp- mm. and it's the last sprint stage so everyone's going crazy for it going crazy because you're like you know what we've got like this is the last chance for the sprinters to shine yeah yeah totally yeah so they're kind of coming in and there was a really interesting thing. i don't know if you saw the video but um there's everyone knows that at one and a half k to go there's this big corner and i think it was alina amulusic who was in the lead takes the wrong turns the wrong way Oh, it gets no. her T-junction and turns the wrong way. And, God, watching that little video, especially there's one that was um, taken by Alberto Solani um, from floor level, mm. um, you, you see them kind of, one of them go, oh, shit, and trying to turn. And, and, and all these, like, well-formed sprint trains just thrown into chaos. I think it was Valet saying that it meant that she and uh, Barbara Garishi, because of where they were, ended up on the front. And, you know, you don't want to be on the front at, you know, 1K to go. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It's just crazy so anyway so it comes down to this kind of chaotic bunch sprint you know with with trains oh fuck all our trains are need to reform and stuff bunch sprint won by Annalisa Cucinotta of Ale Cifellini Marta Bastianelli of Viano Solara uh, Viano in second Al Romitani of Viano in second Elena Cecchini in third Tiff Cromwell fourth yeah, yeah. And honestly, that's got to be super awesome for Ale Cipollini, you know, to win a stage in the oh, Giro. It's just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Elena, so, you know. Elena, two stages in two days, which yeah, is wonderful, yeah. you know. And, and being on the podium twice, in like one from a breakaway and once from a bunch sprint, fantastic. And for Italian cycling, all Italian podium, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then out of, the top, out of the top 10, you've got six Italians in the top 10. And this is important because a couple of years ago, when uh, Giorgio Bronzini won a sprint stage, that was the first time an Italian had won at the Giro since the 90s. Really? Yeah. Shit, I didn't realize it was that far back. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, so just a couple of years ago, we'd have, you know, whole Giros where you just wouldn't get Italians on the top step. Yeah. And yeah. suddenly you've got the whole podium Italians. So, yeah. Um, Marta Bastianelli in second she's the rider who was a former junior world champion and a former world champion and then busted for um, yeah. weight loss supplements mm, mm. which um, yeah um, in yeah weight loss supplements which was kind of and, and she had that kind of really disturbing um, defence from the Italian fed who were like yeah she doesn't dope you know all she eats is salad she races like this on salad and you're like oh my god but she's um, taking time off she's had a she's got a daughter um, yeah so she's this is her first this is her biggest um, biggest result I think since, yeah since, since, since coming since back then. yeah 
Yeah, and Annalisa Cucinotta, who started the season um, winning the first stage of the uh, Tour of Qatar. And so, you know, congratulations to her and, you know, congratulations to Ale. And at this point in the race, they'd had five stages and five different teams had won stages. Which, honestly, that's just bloody awesome, really. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, my fear always in a stage race is that there's going to be one team or one rider um, who is just so dominant that, you know, it, it becomes a bit of a foregone conclusion. Um, yeah. And one of the things know. I've really enjoyed about the last two years in particular is that teams have sort of gone through, like, the talent has spread around the peloton a bit more, you know, like it's, it's, um, yeah. And I think we're seeing that reflected in, in this year when you're getting these kinds of results. It's cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind. I didn't, I didn't see when Mariana Voss dominated and kept winning. I didn't mind because she did it in so many different ways. Do you know what I mean? Like Mariana sure. is just exciting to watch and she just, it makes it, makes it really, really happy. And I will never get bored of watching Mariana win. And similarly, when Emma Pooley won the, won the three mountain stages last year, I'm a massive Pooley fan. So I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> mountain top finite mountain stages and emma pooley had won every one of them i would have been ecstatic but again that's because she'd won them all you know she won one from a solo breakaway she won one in this mountain duel with mara abbott and then the final one she broke away and won you know halfway at the mountain and won solo so sure sure and and look it's you know i i get that but i i guess i also enjoy the thing you know like you say five different teams so far i mean you know fast forwarding a little bit not giving too much away you know we've had seven stages in total so far from six different countries as well as multiple teams um you know i think that's it's great for the future when you're seeing you know, riders from so many different parts of the world and from so many different teams and, and whatever performing at this level, it's, um, I, I take it as an indicator that the sport's just getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very exciting. It is very mm. exciting. And it's and it's nice. It's different. You know, it's it's been fun. It's been a very good fun Giro. And actually one that, I, you know, I came, I've got to admit, I came into the Giro feeling a bit down about women's cycling. I'd, you know, come back from the women's tour, the Aviva women's tour, and I'd felt a bit, flat i had post tour blues in a major way because all you know my ideal job would be doing race media that would be my ideal job and just running around a race taking lots of photos doing audio interviews you know working with other people sharing people's contents yeah um doing that in race tweeting that is just like my perfect job and so it's a bit gutting to come back into the office and i had an eye infection (laughs) and i missed you know i missed national championships weekends because my eyes weren't working and oh and i'm working really hard in the office and it's tiring and so i was kind of like and and the other thing is that's been hard about this year as well in the first couple of stages is a lot of teams this year have stepped back on their media yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so we had for the last couple of years, you know, a couple of different teams doing videos and a couple of, you know, lots of race reports, that kind of thing. And it's very different as well, because in the front, in the Aviva Women's Tour, I was right in the middle of it. But, you know, a lot of teams went big time on the media with that because it just this, you know, it just becomes this virtuous circle. Yeah. But, you know, some teams had even when you've got like, I'm not naming names, bowls, teams in the Malia Rossa who don't have a race stage report up that day. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, teams where you literally go on their website and you wouldn't know they're riding the riding the Giro. Like, I, I've stopped even bothering to look on the Giant Halperson site for Live Plantour News because I just can't find it. And that makes it hard. And the other thing yeah. was that the race hasn't been doing... In the past, the race had amazing 
live tweeting um, done by people like uh, Serena Danasai and Julia Del Sasso. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, sorry. Um, Julia Del Mayo, sorry. Um, no, she... <laughs> Julia Del Mayo, anyway. I'm shit. Um, and... And and they and it's been one of the best races for social media. And this year they stepped back. So this year the only race updates we've had in the middle of the race until yesterday were from um, Semaphore Stage, her stage, who's Semaphore Stage, who's the um, Rabobank uh, mechanic. And some days he's in the team car, and some days he's driving the bus. Like today, we won't get updates. Um, Velocio SRAM have been wonderful, and my big Zylon uh, Van 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 Eckhout from. Bigler, I'm so sorry for pronouncing his name wrong, have just been amazing, glorious. So those three people are the only people doing in-race updates. And I appreciate and value them because they've, apart from, they, you know, they've all got other jobs at the same time. So, you know, it's been very hard to follow. Yeah. Um, and harder than it has been in previous years. And it's that kind of feeling of things being stepped back. You know, uh, some teams, I'm talking about the team's organisation, not the riders, because the riders are, of course, being wonderful, haven't been, for example, promoting the video stream. The race hasn't been promoting the video stream. And you're like, Ouch. oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and riders, and it's been very hard for riders because this year, for some reason, every place they've stayed in has had no Wi-Fi. Um, one night it was so hot that there were um, power cuts. Oh, great. Awesome. Because yeah. it's too hot for the power to work. So yeah, yeah. you don't which, have the same rider media. Which makes recovery so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you don't have so much rider media. So it was quite... But the thing that has just cheered me up unutterably has been, A, to getting to talk to riders. I am so lucky. I'm the luckiest good girl, luckiest fangirl, because, you know, I have questions for riders. I can email them and ask them. You know, nine times out... Well, not nine times out of ten, but a good, a good 60% of the time they can't get back to me or they don't have time and they have recovery, and that's absolutely fine. I absolutely appreciate that, you know, recovery comes first, and you can't answer questions if you don't have an email. Yeah, you know, yeah or, exactly. Or it's, like, it's a little hard to, to conduct a Skype interview when you can't access skype or the power's yeah, yeah, yeah. out or both <laughs> yeah, and so and so for the you know but but the riders that do are so generous and so kind and just you know having exchanges with riders who are wonderful you know has just cheered me right up and the racing has been really great so you know i started not at my you know not at my best and brightest fake it till you make it and i'm now just like super happy and you know overjoyed so yeah and um, yeah, the next two stages are something to do with that too. Um, <laughs> so stage six, it was the first uphill. Now, what normally happens? Well, is actually, the no, hero... no, no, sorry, we've got to get the numbers right. This is stage five. Stage five. Yeah. Stage five. Um, what normally happens in the Giro is the Giro puts out race profiles, which aren't necessarily accurate. So the Peloton secret is that everyone goes onto Velofocus uh, Velofocus's website and uses his profiles <laughs> instead. Well, you know, you go where the reliable information is. I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah. yeah. And what and what 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 Sean does is he takes the roadbook and he maps it himself into into you know mapping into mapping software, puts up the Google map of it. And then makes his own profiles, which are on velofocus.com. I very much recommend it. He's also putting out some wonderful photos as well. So, you know, you can get it like, so that's where riders actually realize, oh, yeah, okay, it's longer. And so pretty much every rider, when you see riders like Annemiek van Vlerten putting up, oh, here's the profile, they all use Velofocus's profiles. Um, yeah, so, which is hilarious and funny and lovely. And But the thing was, was that the, was that the profile he put up 
for the first time for stage for stage five was the um was probably wrong <laughs> was probably less accurate than the race for one because it was basically on his site on his site it looked like a and this is also about you, know, you have to look at the sidebar don't you you have to yeah. look at what so his it looked like it was you know cli- uh, race 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 with some little climbs and then a long uphill finish to Aprica. Aprica. Yes. Um, but which is a twenty kilometer climb. It looked really high, but it's basically no more than five percent um, gradients. So I was thinking this is an uphill uphill finish, but it, it it was. But as as Jens said, when you're in this area of the country. Why on earth would you just do Africa as your only climb? <laughs> it's completely crazy. It's yeah, and I'm you know uh, I'm with you, you I am know my you know my broad feeling on all things to do with um with cycling in the Alps. You know all Alps cycling stages should be approved by our friend Will. So you know yes, yeah, that's very true. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yes, so but but it still was. So the final climb wasn't as tough as as it looked. So you know, basically, if in doubt, go to Bella Focus. But this was <laughs> the one. This was the exception that proved the rule. So we start off with breakaways, of course we do, and then we get stuck. You know, breakaways, attack, breakaways, attack, and we kind of end up on um, on, on Africa uh, on this long climb, and various people try and get away, and you ended up with oh my god, an Ali Cipollini rider whose name I've completely forgotten. <laughs> Att- <Cool>. Attacks. <laughs> I'm so good at this job. Um, <laughs> well, let's say your performance is commensurate with your pay. <laughs> Good point. Um, yeah, uh, and you end up with, and then, and she was joined by Pauline Fran-Prevot in the last couple of kilometres, in the last, like, couple of kilometres. So you end up with these two riders riding out together, and then Pauline drops the other rider, sorry, I can't remember your name, and is racing solo. And, you know, you're watching these things on Twitter, and they're telling you how far it is to go in the kind of time gap, you know, and you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, is she going to make it? Oh my God, is she going to make it? Oh my God, is she going to make it? And when you watch the video, you can see this big chase group thundering, roaring towards her down this long straight where it's kind of flattened out and Pauline's riding and not giving up. She's not looking behind her. She's just killing her. You know, she's just doing that perfect thing. You know, when, when sometimes you look at riders in races and then and they kind of keep looking behind me, don't look behind <laughs> you, God damn it. And she's just like, Rah, gets there, hands in the air, crosses the line, just seconds, just one second. I mean, to be fair, she has so much... Um, She's um, I don't know. I don't know how you put it. Cocky. She's cocky because she had her hands in the air before she crossed the line. Well, I mean, I, I think, yeah, the, I mean, cocky is a word that you could use for that. Um, I mean, maybe the maybe the kind of one is, is confidence. But yeah, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of that. OK, I guess cocky for me has that kind of cheeky, you know, challenge. Oh, right. Cheeky. Yeah. Sorry. I see. I'm Australian. So cocky kind of means that you think you're better than you are. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I think, connotation I think, I think, down here. So. I think in my southeast London thing, cocky. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, but also you've got the um, you know, yeah. you've got the skills to back it up. It's yeah, yeah. Of... See, and cocky down here, cocky wouldn't include the skills to back it up bit. So, so thanks for joining us for another episode of English translations around the world. Yeah, she's got ch- chutzpah. <laughs> chutzpah is that the right word? Chutzpah. Is that how you say chutzpah? Yeah, chutzpah. Then is that is that more like it? 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, when yeah. it's out, use your dish. So yeah, so yeah, so she's so yeah, so you know, amazing time for Pauline. I mean, yeah. Paul, you know, just and she's she's obviously the current world champion, and she's got some great results this season. But she's kind of been interviewing that she's been disappointed with herself, and that she's found riding with the um, rainbow jersey very difficult. You know, she's she's. I mean, she she's she she was second in the Trophée Alfreda Binder, seventh in Ronde van Vlaanderen, eighth in Flesh Wallon, but yeah. then she won. Yeah last year yeah, and then and she's had but it's not like she's had a terrible year or anything no and she's been racing on mountain bike and, and having yeah. a really good time from you know on the mountain bike season so but she's like said that she feels a lot of pressure and it's a lot of stress and i don't think she was enjoying herself you know after flesh she was very disappointed in her results yeah, yeah. Um, but then she came back and she was third in the french itt champs and won the french road race and she, you know she said she hadn't didn't start particularly well so for her to win it must be just you know great for her confidence yeah and, absolutely yeah. and actually rabobank for the first time the first team to win two stages Ah, and break that trend. Well, there you go. There yeah, you yeah. go. Well, because well, it really should have been Orica or Liv or Wiggle at that point. <laughs> so that wins. So. Well, you know, there you go. Uh, and in other things that happened on that stage, there was that that um, big crash. And Elena Ciccini, who you know um, we've just talked about being on the podium a couple of days in a row, had what I'm I'm gonna like at least so far. She has my scar of the Giro award just locked right now. For the moment, yeah. because yeah, it's there's an awesome photo on Twitter um, of her chin stapled up, and yeah, it's cool. Yeah, she she crashed in the neutral zone, and actually, Carly yeah. said it's quite a problem because it rained. Because after days and days of it being really, really, really hot, it rained. Um, it rained on stage on stage five. On oh my god, even I've forgotten what stage we're on yeah, now. It's, on stage five. Stage five. Yep. And. And so they're saying that it's actually really hard to stop it getting infected. How to stop it getting oh, infected? So right, right. Yeah. yeah so you know, good luck to her to keep riding. And also, that looks like it's going to be a really, really visible scar. So yeah. gutted for her. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, but you know, well, all right. If that sounds into trouble, just give us a call, Elena. It'll be all right. I mean, but she's cool. But she still finished um, 10th on GC that day. And I also want to shout out to Bowles Dolmans because they rode so, so, they've been riding so, so well in defence of Megan Guarnier's Malia Rossa. And actually every day she's been extending her lead through bonifications. And she basically sprinted behind and and was second um, on the second on the stage. And if it had been 10 metres longer, could have won that stage, you know, could have won that the second stage. So, you know, bloody hell Bowles. They've been playing a really clever game defending her. So, yeah, so then we get to yesterday. And so we've had that climbing stage, climbing stage in inverted commas. And yesterday we're still in the same kind of alpine region, stage six from Trevisio to Morbegno, um, 102 kilometres. And this is, oh, my God, the scenery is spectacular and to die for in yesterday's stage. Oh, it's just, I mean, who has bike races in Italy? I mean, like, like Italy needs to be fucking prettied up with a bike race. This is insane. <laughs> it's it, it's so beautiful. A, it's disgusting. It's just, yeah. They're, they're riding along a, um, they're riding along a beautiful valley with alpine mountains and a foreground and background and side ground. It had three categorized climbs and a load more climbs, tons of hairpins and lots of descending and just, Oh my God, Italy! I want to be in you. I just ah, oh, Italy. Did that sound filthy? It did, didn't it? It did, it like but that. you know, there's no taking it back. So you know, it's yeah. Set, I, just I stand it. by. 
I stand by it. So yeah, yeah so we so it's kind of like um, so three climbs, potential to shake up the GC and very 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 exciting there. It's kind yeah. of a and, and mad... just the stage like you know as much as I was excited by stage five because you know nice big long drag to the top. Um, you know, stage six was the one. Like, you know, you can just see it. It's, it's, you know, uh, nasty, nasty climb, big technical descent, nasty, nasty climb, you know, uh, long straightaway descent, nasty, nasty climb, <laughs> more descending. It, it's just like this is the stage that you know is just going to be hell for yeah. everyone. Well, yeah. well, ex- well, but so is today and so is Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We love it. So you end up, so we ended up with like a break of five starting, and um, which included uh, which you know you, you've got you've got kind of you've got you've got kind of got five 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 riders up there. I can't see who it is because people's race reports don't explain it like that. That's that's exciting. <laughs> so you end up with like an uh, Lizzie Armistead from Bowles Dolman, Shara Gillow from Rabo Live, Elena Bellato from Ale Cipollini, Alessar Zufi from Impasatori di Freddy, Mayuko Hagigar, Hagiwara from um, Wiggle Honda, Sharon Laws bridged across to join them. So there's your six, and they're doing that. Um, they they escape before the first climb and they're basically racing together over the first climb um and it's you know and it's that's a really interesting break with some strong climbers in there and some strong riders it's the first i mean we've seen lizzie armit said in the photos kind of doing lots of leading out you know lots of chasing down leading lots of chases and stuff but this is the first time we've seen her racing you know racing for herself then you end up getting joined by roxana kanateman and then you end up with on the second climb, riders like Ash Mormon attacking up the climb and attacking down the descent. Mm-hmm. And Mormon gets away with a le- with a set of people with Elisa Longo Borghini, and suddenly you've got Elisa, uh, you've got Ash Mormon and Elisa Longo Borghini up in that front group, Ooh. and not Megan Guarnier. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so at that point, I'm watching this on Twitter going, holy shit. Yeah. That's, 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 you know, that's really, really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, that's, and, yeah, and, that, and a fun... that's the point where, that's the point where you are like, oh, I feel really sick, boss. I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the basement I'm working in, the only place that there's Wi Fi is in the loo. So, yeah. <laughs> And I'm starting work, apart from today, I'm starting work early and so I can finish early. And, yeah, and, and kind of basically on the way home, picking up, like standing, like like stopping at key points where I know they've got their Wi-Fi out. Yeah. So, yeah, so because I can't follow, I can't follow the hashtag just on my normal phone. Oh, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so then, but they caught them. They caught them up on the final climb. Yeah, they come back together on the final climb and suddenly there's 16 riders in front and the 16 include all the GC specialists, yeah. all the kind of GC riders. And Guarnier's there with Lizzie, of course, and then she's got um, and then she's got Eddie Stevens with her. So the GC riders are all together. And at that point, on the final climb, Mayuka Hagiwara, who's been out in breaks um, three times this race at least, attacked on the final climb and pulled up a gap. And it's, it's, yeah, it was like, it's really funny. And there's this quote from Elisa going, she didn't speak to me when she attacked on the third climb, but she realised it was a good moment. Everyone was looking to me and Mara. She knew she could catch the right moment. 
this is on the cycling tips Ella report. So yeah, we have yeah. a lease of the general classification, so I can move freely. That's why I attacked. I went full gas and tried to do my best. I didn't care about the group behind me because Mara and Elisa were behind. It was good for me to attack. If the bunch caught me, it was also good because I could work for my teammates. So no one goes, and she got like two minutes lead, and you know, and she, so she's out solo for about twenty for about you know for ten kilometers, and then twenty kilometers, and then it's descending. And at ten kilometers from the finish, she had fifty-one seconds. Yep, yep. And at this point, there's this really exciting thing where actually the GC riders are, too, are looking, uh, you know, are looking at each other rather than cha- you know, ra- rather than chasing her, and yeah, they're reducing yeah. the gap and reducing the gap. And at this point, I'd left work and I was like basically standing outside in the sunshine, the Arnold feeling kind of going, <gasps> Oh my god! You know, oh my god! Oh my god! Because at one k to go, she was still out there in the lead by like something like th- like 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 30 seconds wow. and then she won Miga Hagawaru won oh Which my god awesome and so this makes her the first Japanese rider ever to win a stage of the Giro Rosa um and yeah, also she... um it, it's it's one of those ones that like um I don't know it just made me deliriously happy because I remember us talking about last year on um I think it was stage three when um and Wiggle had a really good video of it that that day where you know, they were in the mountains and, and Miyuko, like, just stuck in and and really worked hard. And she wound up on the podium for that stage. And that yeah. was kind of like, for me, that was like the mental, like, you could see all these pieces sort of starting to fall into place and everyone going, oh, this is what she does. You know, like, we've we've worked her out. We've worked out where her strengths and, and abilities are. And, and so to, to see 12 months later her convert that into a stage win on a similar sort of stage is just fucking cool. Yeah, and yeah. and the, you know, and and we don't get the chance to see so many climbing stages because we've lost so many climbing races, and most of the races are in the flatter, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the lowlands of Europe. We don't get to see this kind of people have this chance, mm, but mm. she's she'd been like I say, she'd been in the breakaways a couple of times. She'd been out um, on you know on on the Aprica stage. She'd been in, a, in she'd been in a breakaway, yeah. and you kind of end up going, yeah, shit, she tried it, she went for it, she got it. And it's been hard, you know, Miyuko, when she's joined, you know, it was, it's kind of one of those things of, oh, well, you know, Wiggle had a Japanese sponsor, have they just put taken on the Japanese rider just to kind of make their sponsors happy? And her first season, apparently, she had really big language and cultural, you know, things to kind of work out about. Uh And then she was, um, you know, and then she's kind of been learning her trade, learning the language, learning the racing. It's a very different, you know, it's a completely different racing scene in Japan. Yeah, totally, totally. And so to see her, you know, every year develop, year on year. Mm, And 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 one of the things that really stood out for me too this year is like just how happy, like fucking everyone has been for her. Like from, like obviously her teammates, but like so many riders from other teams who are just like genuinely thrilled to see her get this win. It's, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there's there's just like there's this really like riders from all teams and especially the Australians actually. Yeah. Um yeah. just being like, Oh my god, she deserves it. She's humble, she never you know, she's a she's worked so yeah. hard and she deserves it. But the other thing that was really great was to see Japanese Twitter go crazy for her too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I I there I am standing in the sunshine, I actually laughed out loud when she won in the street, which is great. And and Twitter just 
goes crazy. And there's this quote about from the rate from the stage race that they put out last night. It's only in the evening as well. Um, that they said that they put out a picture of her winning. The photo um, had had more than 50,000 views on Facebook and about 1,000 likes and sharings. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Peter van der Veen said that he tweeted the photo too and got like 200, um, you know, 200 like retweets. retweets. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And this is like, hang on a minute, this really is a global sport. This really is a global yeah, sport. Yeah, exactly. It's... Sponsors pay attention. Like, your shit gets seen in places that you're not paying attention to right now you know yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and for honda you know a japanese yeah, sponsor, yeah exactly and wiggle have wiggle japan you know this yeah. is great so yeah. and it's also like it's a day yesterday where um daniel tetlahymenot was making tour de france history by being the first rider from africa on the in the in to be the king of the from the king of the mountains yep. in the king of the mountains jersey and then over in the Giro, actually Milman Passio from South Africa was, uh, you know, was was third was third on the stage, and she's sitting in third in GC. You know, these are places that are non-traditional in inverted commas cycling markets. Yeah, and yeah. you know, we talk about internationalization of the sport, and you know, that's usually things like you know the Tour of Beijing or stuff yeah, like that, which yeah. has has you know has is seen as quite negative. But actually, this is the really positive international globalization of the sport. And exactly. You know, and, and a rider so popular as me, you know, you don't yeah. get that kind of response from the peloton no, just because no. just because of your nationality. Absolutely not. No, and you no, don't get that absolutely. kind of response from peloton if you're not a good, you know, if you're not a good person. So yeah, yeah just yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, massive shout out to Bowles because Megan Guarnier finished second on the stage and has extended her Maglia Rossa lead again with Ash Mormon third and Anna van der Breggen fourth. They ended up with like a group of um, nine riders. Well, 11 because Mara Abbott lost time um, crossing, you know, crossing the line with um, yeah. a couple of seconds behind that group. The other thing was Roxanne Kanatum. I love Roxanne Kanatum and she's so attacky and she'd actually attacked out of the chase group with about 3k to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of slightly doomed solo once it got downhill and I love her I love her riding and that got her into the top 10 of the GC so yeah so where we are with the GC right now um right now this minute well right stage, now yeah because the, the last stage, stage is about started. to well the next stage is about to start yeah. so yeah um with the GC overall we're sitting so Megan's got 11 seconds on Anna van der Breggen at the moment um 14 to Ash uh Mormon Passio um, Elisa Longo Borghini is in for Wiggle Honda at 25. Uh, then Evie Stevens for Bowles Dolmans at 28. And so that's really interesting too, is that it's only when we get to Evie, um, you know, so our top four are from four different teams. Um, yeah. 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 But then what's super four interesting. Four different countries. Yeah. Yeah. What's super interesting then is the way that like the next, um, what, seven places, sit with three of those teams. So mm. we've got um, Katarina Nuadoma. Yeah, sorry, I didn't even, I wasn't ballsy enough to even try and pronounce it. Kasha, just say Kasha. Kasha, Kasha Nuadoma. Um, so she's back. 30 seconds back. Um, Mayuko for Wiggle um, at 33. And then Mara Abbott also for Wiggle um, in eighth at 53 seconds. Then we've got Pauline Fran-Prevot at two minutes and one um, in ninth. Uh, Roxanne Knatemann, um at 2.14. And I'm just going to mention, because it's it's another Rabo rider, um, Sharat Gillow at 
217 in 11th, which gives us in that top 11 five Rabo riders. Fuck me. Yeah, three which wiggles. is three wiggles, um, two, bowls. two bowls, and a big And the only one who's not Rabo, bowls, and wiggle is Ash Moorman, yeah. the bigler. Yeah. That, so, that's, that's, you, you see, this is the interesting thing as well on the stages, it's been like different teams, different riders, change, change, change. Mm. When you've got a top ten like a top ten like that, that top eleven like that, that's interesting too. Yeah, so the the top eleven like it does like well, yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think is going to happen over the next few stages then? Well, anything can happen. So today's stage, we start in Arizona. We're on the seat. We basically had some hideous, hideous, hideous transferage um, of three hours, um, but we're on the shortest stage. And this is a seaside stage. I love seaside stages. I love Italy. I want to go to Italy. It's amazing. <laughs> but basically, they start off doing about 20 kilometers. Well, they start off about, I'd say, 16 kilometers before it starts going uphill. And then it right. goes uphill hard. Fast 600-meter climb, uh, the ascent to Nasso de Gatto. Um, it's got an average gradient of 8%, but with some really steep sections, which is great. You know. Yeah, yeah. Then they descend down a little bit with some jaggedy, bumpy up and down, up and down. Some jaggedy, bumpy up and down, up and down again. <laughs> Is Jaggedy Bumpy the new stoppity stomp stomp? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But then they go up the final then they go up the final climb of the day, which is seven point eight percent of climbing, average gradient of six percent. But then we get to the big thing of the day, and that's the to go up to Rialto. Yeah, so but then we get up to the big thing of the day, which is a massive long descent. Basically, um they've they've got up to like a thousand meters and they're getting down to zero <laughs> zero meters. And they're doing that with this super fast descent. And Velo Focus has got some has got the the the, the, the kind of Google um you know the Googleage of that descent and oh my god, it's gonna be hard and twisty and and fast and scary and actually this could really 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 change GC because your average GC rider. So say you've got someone like Mara Abbott who I'm sorry, like last time I was saying I didn't think she'd be able to keep up through all the descents so far. But this is descending where you could drop people. They've got you know like I say, Megan Guarnier's got some real skills, but yeah. it also could be quite dangerous. And Anna van der Breggen, but it also could be quite dangerous because if people decide to try and take risks on that, they could crash. And yeah, so it's it's basically like so basically twenty odd kilometers of descending with then a little tiny flat run in with a little jaggedy, you know, jaggedy bump towards the end of it. Mm. So yeah, that's that's an interesting, interesting stage. Like, oh, okay, that could change, you know, will we see you know, you yeah, drop out yeah. of GC now and you might not be able to get back because yeah, tomorrow well, we've exactly. got an stage ITT. With the ITT, um, which is just under twenty two Ks, yeah. Under 22Ks, and while it's not that much, um, you know, while it's not like like kind of the craziest uh, um, uh, climbs, it's still got climbs in it. Mm. And we've got some bloody good time trialists. Yeah, in, well, in and, and, and we've got some time trialists who are going to be very comfortable with these kinds of climbs too. Like they're not, like as you say, they're not crazy ones. Um, yeah. So it's not going to be enough of a climb to, to rule out your yeah, Anna van der Briggens or, or whomever. In fact, they no, may. Well, they Anna's. May, yeah, yeah. So. And so it's, yeah, it's on the shores of, and the other thing is that sitting, you know, there she is sitting fourth on GC. This is on the shores of Lago Maggiore, which is the homeland of Elisa Longo-Borghini. Oh, uh, yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. See where we're going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she is going to be totally unmotivated to do well. She's just, just, <laughs> she's just going to hop off the bike at her nonna's place and, um, you know, enjoy some home cooking or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not that we're taking Italian stereotypes a little bit too far or anything, <laughs> I live in, well, you know, basically our little Italy. So I'm, I'm familiar and am, uh, in fact, a favourite of the local nonnas. So. <laughs> Do local nonnas come and pinch your cheek and try and set you up with their granddaughters? No, no. They try and make me eat stuff. Like no, eat more, yeah. and you're like, I couldn't possibly. I've had 14 plates, and they they look at you with that really hurt, sad face. What you know, like, <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna die like this, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, drinking, you know, a, a, a vat of red wine in one <laughs> Well, that bit I don't mind. <laughs> An enormous, enormous plate of food in the other. That is yeah, basically yeah. how Dad wants to die. Maybe you know, maybe <laughs> maybe with a couple of accoutrements, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'd like more whiskey in, in the overall mix, but yeah. Okay. I was, yeah, I was thinking other things. But anyway. So... <laughs> oh, no. My priorities revealed. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not flattering. <laughs> no, not at all. So once we've got through that, we're staying in the same region. We're staying in the Lisa Longo Borghini homeland. Um, here's a tip. Watch out for the Zampine. The Zampine are a group of... You want to be the Zampine, don't you? Pretty much. I mean, you know... They're, ba- they're, basic- be- they're basically a group of people who love local sports heroes. Mm. And they, they're local. They've got, like, they follow around a, a lady, a girls' volleyball team, a women's volleyball team, and also a Lisa Longo Borghini. And basically, their idea of celebrating is riding up halfway up a mountain, standing on corners with an enormous crate of beer and yelling like crazy people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm down for basically all of that except for the yelling part. So, you know. Really? I can see you yelling. Well, yeah, no, but it gets in the way of the drinking. So, you know, you've got to yell in moderation so that you can drink no, to excess. No, 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 no. You don't want to drink to excess because then you'll be too pissed when the riders come past oh, you. No, 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 because you can do excess in moderation. It's fine. <sighs> Yeah, Dan and I have argued about this since we first started talking <laughs> to each other. I'm only moderately excessive. You know this about me. Yeah, yeah. He, he Every now and again he claims it's all for show, but then he tells me exactly, yeah, I only drank, I only drank like a bottle of wine, two gin and tonics, and then some dessert wine. Yeah, uh, it was work night. It was fine. <laughs> I'm slightly scared this boy's an alcoholic, but he swears he's not. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm Australian. How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> So Friday, Friday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, final stage, Queen stage. And this is a stage that we've done three times before. And this is very, very interesting. We've done this before. It goes through Onavaso, where Elisa Longo Borghini is literal home village. And it, this was bittersweet because in 2014, the first time they, 2013, the first time they did this, Elisa was sitting roadside in a wheelchair because she'd broken her hip. Um, in that horrible crash in the national championships, yeah. you know, so it's gutting for her. So it kind of starts off with some bumpy, bumpy, and then we go through on Onavaso, and then at around um, around twenty k to go, more or less, we hit the climb, um, and this is a big one. It's um, over a thousand meters in the in in the final uh, thirteen kilometers. The first, it's steepest at the bottom. The average grade is eight percent. Oh no, it's steepest at the top, but it's steeper at the top. San Domenico de Vaso. Uh, we've seen what happens to riders in previous years, and I'm just going to remind you because it has some interesting outcomes for GC. Okay. So on in two thousand and 
2013, it was won significantly by Mara Abbott, who was 24 seconds ahead of Claudia Lichtenberg, 34 seconds ahead of uh, Francesca Cowes, 41 seconds from Fabio Luperini, who was later disqualified on that stage right. um, from the race. And then Tatiana Goderzo. Evie Stevens was 132 behind her. Marianne Voss, who won that stage, was 139. Shari Gillow was 146. Ash Norman, 152. Yeah, okay. Was 239 behind. So, Whoa, okay. So Megan and, and so, yeah, Ash and Evie being that far back is super interesting then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, Alisa Longo-Borghini says this is the, even though it's her local one, she says it's the one climb she cannot do. She says she just can't do it. Is that, is that, is that, is that oh, true? Oh, surely that's, that's sandbagging. I mean, after we've had so many stories um, this year of um, uh, Chloe doing climbing training with Elisa and dying and being resurrected so that she can do more, more climbing training, um, surely, yeah, I, I'm calling sandbag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last year it was stage eight, um, and it was uh, this was the one where it, which ended up where half, it ended up with a group of riders kind of going. This is one where Megan Guarnier had hideous um, uh, breathing problems, and Anna van der Breggen had and Megan Megan had had breathing asthma, and she attacked, and then Anna van der Breggen joined her and overtook her, and van der Breggen was only was was leading, leading, leading solo, and I think she was caught at three k to go by Emma Pooley and Mara Abbott. Yep. Pooley won five seconds ahead of Abbott. Uh, Abbott. Okay, so we're going to do the timings from Abbott because this is important for GC this yeah, year. Yeah. Last year, Abbott um, Abbott was only twenty four seconds ahead of Anna van der Breggen. Okay. Forty eight seconds ahead of Pauline Frampreveau. Yeah. One minute and twenty two ahead of from Megan Guarnier. One um, one twenty three from Mariana Voss, who won the race. Yeah. Uh, one forty eight from Claudia Lichtenberg. Claudia yep. Hauschler. Elisa Longo Borghini last year finished two minutes and six seconds behind wow. her. Evie Stevens finished three minutes and three seconds behind yeah, her. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, so really, these, these these last two stages in particular, the time trial and then this stage have the potential to really shake the entire race up, don't they? Yeah, it could be, basically, it could be won or lost on this last stage. Now, yeah. obviously, there's caveats that we don't know how different riders are going this year. You yeah, know, there's, yeah, exactly. We don't know, we don't yeah. know how they're climbing. We what, don't have what's much What's the, uh, the old joke? Past performance, past performance is no indicator of future performance. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but so basically, as we sit there now, so Mara Abbott is um, 41, 42 seconds behind Van der Breggen. Yeah, yeah. And, and last year, if they, if we went on if we went on last year's races, for example, Van der Breggen wins um, overall. Yeah. Uh, with beats, you know, even if Mara Abbott wins by the same by the same amount of time, Van der Breggen wins the overall race. Right. Um, you know, with so yeah, Mara, Mara might be seconds on those results. Uh, yeah. You know, Meg, uh, yeah. yeah, it's Megan exactly. might be third, and, and and that's where it comes into you know. So Van der Breggen is then looking at stage eight and going, I fucking own this TT. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes, exactly. Yeah. And that, yes, yeah. I was going to say because that's where it is right now, even before the TT. Yeah. And yeah. Before stage is over the other thing is is that we don't know you know we don't know how they're going um in the past abbott's had a team who's been basically all about when abbott's raced before she's her team's sole goal apart from shelly winning in the sprints has been to to get abbott to the bottom of that 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 climb yeah, uh, you know, yeah. because you've got some riders there who are more than likely to attack so that's the other thing is like you know are we going to have riders attack and get away i mean if claudia lichtenberg yeah, yeah. for example 
gets into us gets into a breakaway yeah yep. she's back off gc right now but she's a, she's one of she knows this she knows she can do this climb well yeah exactly so, yeah. And, then, and then you look at i mean and you know i mean basically the bear in the room too because um rabo like we pointed out have five riders in that top 11 so Vanderbrecken doesn't even have to do anything. They can literally just fire off, you know, Gillo, Knatesman, and and you know, um, just gun for it, and and um, Kasha, and and you know, just tear the race apart, and, yes. and it doesn't and have is... to doesn't have to raise a, a pedal. Like, yes, this, this yeah. is the other thing. It's like because when we look at people last year, what, you know, who was racing for themselves, and mm. so Anna van der Breggen was up the was up was up the road by was up the road solo, but Pauline Fran Prevo was there for a long time with looking after Mariana Voss. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, without I, without that theoretical constraint, and you know, and and being you know current world champ and and Pauline Fran Prevo, you know, what happens when she's just free to to take the race by the horns? Yes, uh, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Because you know, we could, and we saw that last year. That's why Van der Breggen, you know, Van der Breggen was up there, was up there just to do it. And yeah, we, yeah. you know, we haven't seen in the last year's final stage of the Giro, which was the um, the Madonna de Gisalo stage. Yep. We saw, um, you know, basically it was Puli escaped solo, Pauline Fran Prevot, Anna Van der Breggen looking after Mariana Voss racing with with Mara Abbott yep, but we yep. didn't see again their whole thing was to kind of go for looking after for looking after Voss so it's kind of like yeah what yeah. what you know what do we you know what what happens here it's it's just yeah it's it's really really exciting yeah totally um yeah so just, yeah so anything anything can happen so yeah amazing. so yeah honestly this is just going to be Oh man, you have no idea how much. Well, actually, you probably do know pretty much exactly how much. I wish we had live video of these stages. Oh god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh Dan, if only. Well, there is solutions, people. You can sit glued to your Twitter. Um, I've got a Twitter list. If you go to my Twitter account, mm. um, underscore pigeons underscore, um, I'm tweeting out my list, which has generally the people who are updating. We won't have Semper Stage, but we'll we'll have Bigler Pro Cycling, and also the Giro Rossa um, account started tweeting during the last stage, so maybe they'll be tweeting more today. And also, if you follow the hashtag hashtag Giro Rossa 2015, you can also see live updates from in the race. It's literally about to start, like in two minutes. Which which, yeah, so, it's going to be awesome. So, you know, pay attention to that. Do remember to check into our site, ProWomenCycling.com, where Sarah's posting um, daily roundups of the stage with links to all the video that she can find and also her rider Q&As. Um, and also remember to head over to Patreon and um, and throw in a couple of bucks a month to, to help give her more time to do this shit because, you know, <laughs> we need more. Yeah, I'm www.patreon.com slash women's cycling. Yeah. And hey, thanks for listening to us. We're going to be back probably in less than a week, you know, um, early next week to talk about how this all turned out because holy shit, we, uh, we're sitting here with three awesome stages to go and we don't know what's going to happen. It's just yeah. great. And I also want to plug, I did do something very exciting yesterday, which was interview Mariana Voss. <gasps> so I'm, I'm going to put it up on probably on Monday to get you through your post year blues. Did she ask about me? No. Fucking. We didn't talk about you at all. I've just got to go jump off my balcony. I'll um, see you later. <laughs> Um, it's all right because riders do ask about you at other races, so that's good. It's just she probably just forgot. She's probably too shy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. I can see through your lies.
Excellent. Well, I'm glad someone can. Um, <laughs> have for, a lovely week. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Make sure to, to watch Twitter and hit us up on the comments. Uh, talk to Sarah on Twitter at, at underscore pigeons underscore. And don't talk to me on Twitter because I'm a prick. No, talk to Dan. He's at Dan W Official, where he's officially charming. <laughs> Thank you and bye.